Good morning, church family and ministry friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. I'm so happy that you're here. And I believe that the message today, God's word will feed you with the spiritual food that you need to be strong in the Lord and to be the person he's called you to be and to do the things that he has called you to do. Praise God. Now we're going to start in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 14 which is a very familiar verse for so many of us and we're going to receive the holy tithes and offerings and we're going to bring them into the storehouse of the Lord but first let's examine the scripture verse 14 for as many as are led by the spirit of God these are sons of God now today we're going to be talking about supernatural guidance, but when it comes to your financial well-being, it is very important to be able to pick up on the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we are sons of God, and we are led by the Spirit of God. Now there are different ways in which this leading can take place. But today, primarily, we will focus on the main way that God leads all of his people, which is by the Holy Spirit. And verse 16 reveals the number one directive of how we are led. Verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, the Holy Spirit bears witness with your Spirit, not with your foot or your elbow. Believe it or not, I have people, Christians, spirit-filled, who have told me, one person told me that God leads them through their elbow. I'm not making this up. Now, I, I know that is uh, a little bit outrageous. But you would think, well, no, Pastor Stephen, nobody would do that. Yes, I've had, I've had people uh, really kind of want to... Uh, get their opinion over to me of the ways that God leads them. And one person told me that God led them through their elbow. I said, do you have any scriptures at all? Can you give me just even one scripture in the Bible to verify, to justify a doctrine like that? Oh, no, Pastor Stephen, but that's just how God does it for me. Well, sometimes you do run into even some of, some of God's own people who are unteachable. <laughs> So I'll let them learn. I'll let them learn through life experience that being led by your elbow is not a good thing. In other words, I have a feeling mm, my elbow is feeling hot. Oh, my elbow is feeling cool. Oh, my elbow uh, is feeling a little arthritic today. That means for sure this is going to happen. Wow, that, that's, that's not good. Uh, that's actually dangerous. Mm -mm. The spirit himself. Let's get back to the word. The spirit himself bears witness with our. Now notice it doesn't talk about your body because your body can be all over the board. One day your body could feel great. You jump out of bed and you're, you're like a loaded spring and you're ready to go. And then other days, maybe your body is moving a little slower. Maybe you worked too hard the day before or something like that. So the body can have different ups and downs. But it also does not say that the Holy Spirit bears witness with our intellect, although uh, God works through your brain. But the leading, 
The guidance and direction does not come through the physical body. It does not come through even the brain. It comes through your spirit. God's going to lead you and guide you by his spirit through your spirit. Please don't ever forget that you are a spirit. Again, there are some believers who do not even know that. They just think they're just like a hunk of flesh walking around. That, that's because they're all in the, in the flesh realm, in the sensory realm. They only believe what they can see, hear, taste, touch, or smell. And so, you know, the only thing that they walk by faith by is their salvation. Well, praise God. At least they're saved, and they use their faith to receive Christ as their Savior. But you need to understand that, number one, you are a spirit, and you have a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And number three, you live in your body. Praise God. Now, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Where's your spirit? That's, your, that's the inner man. Peter said the hidden man of the heart. I can't see your spirit. When I see you, I see the house that you live in. But you are an eternal spirit. Woo, praise the Lord. And the Holy Spirit, he will bear witness with your spirit. Mm-mm. Your spirit who lives on the inside, that he will bear witness concerning what? Number one, that we are children of God. So the most important thing that you need to know, which is that you are saved and born again, that is verified by the Holy Spirit to you through your spirit. Praise God. Thank God is not verified in your brain or you just your intellect alone because there's some very good persuaders out there. They'll say, what do you mean you're saved? You don't look saved. How do you know you're saved? How do you know you're born again? You don't look like you are. Prove it to me. Well, you don't have to engage all of that because you can just simply say, I know it in here. And it can't, I, it can't be talked out of because it's not intellectual. It's in here. Praise God. It's in your spirit. Praise God. So the number one thing that you need to be assured of, which is your salvation, that is done through the, in, the inner or the inward witness of the Holy Spirit, letting you know that you're saved, that you're ready for heaven, that you're good to go. Woo, praise the Lord. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, this is fascinating. This is fascinating. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Now, while we do need to obey the Bible, we do need to pay our tithes. We do need to give offerings. And yes, there are times when we also help the poor. But my friends, a part of your prosperity, I would even dare say a big part of your prosperity depends upon your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and your ability to be led by Him. Woo! Praise God. Now, the prophet Kenneth Hagin, who is now in heaven, he talked about the time Jesus came to him in a vision and talked to him for over an hour and a half in a vision and shared things with him about the leading of the Holy Spirit. And this is something that Brother Hagin said Jesus personally said to him. Jesus said to him, if you learn to follow that inward witness, I'll make you rich. 
And he said, the Lord continued and said, I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to them being covetous. Mm-mm. So there's nothing wrong with being rich, with having extra, being in the overflow. As long as you love the Lord, you serve the Lord, and you are not a covetous person. But I want to swing back to that original statement again that he said to Brother Hagin. If you learn to follow the inward witness, I'll make you rich. I'll be the first to admit that this leading of the Holy Spirit and becoming sensitive to that inward leading is a learning process. I'll absolutely be the first to admit that. It is a learning process to such a degree that you can probably look back on your life 15 years ago and almost laugh at some of the things you did that you just didn't know any better. I, I know I can. I can look back and I can think, wow, I'm amazed that I didn't realize that. Wow, I thank God that I know better today. Well, my friends, that is part of that learning process of learning to pick up on that inner leading of the Holy Spirit. And I want to say again that a big part of your prosperity depends upon your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. So while we do obey the principles of God's Word and the instructions found in the Bible, to tithe, to sow seed, and honor the Lord with our finances, we have to understand that while we do that, the decisions that we make decide our wealth. Our decisions, our decisions to honor the Lord and obey His Word to tithe, to sow seed. Our decisions decide our wealth. But our decisions, now we're getting to the nitty-gritty, our decisions are based on our wisdom and our knowledge base of God's Word, and they are also based, our decisions are based on how we respond to the leading of of the Holy Spirit because trust me if you're wanting to go in one direction and he's leading you to go in another direction I would I would highly suggest that if you go the wrong way it's probably going to somehow somewhere down the road maybe immediately or eventually it's going to affect your finances so our decisions decide our wealth, and our decisions are based upon our wisdom and knowledge of God's Word, but also upon that leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm here to tell you today that one of the most important things that you can ever develop as a, as a Christian, as a child of God, is this ability to pick up on that leading of the Holy Spirit. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit, He will lead you into abundance. He really will. He will never, ever lead you into poverty. Can you imagine serving a God that says, follow me, I'll lead you to the junk heap. You'd be like, whoa, oh, what kind of a God am I serving? Follow me. I'll lead you into destitution and extreme poverty. Oh, well, well, well I, look, my friends, you don't need supernatural guidance to go to the junk heap. 
you don't need God's marvelous ability of superhuman power to, you know, lead you into a place of dire financial destitution. Mm -mm. You don't need any help in that at all. I mean, we, we know on our own if we, that if we wanted to crash the plane or run the train off the tracks, we can do that on our own ability. <laughs> you don't need any help from anybody, much less God, to do something stupid or crazy. Mm -mm. But God, by His love and mercy, and by the guidance of His Holy Spirit, He can lead you into places where you are fortified financially, and you are in a place of having extra, and uh, you're even building various types of what I would call portfolios. You have a financial portfolio. You have, you have some money saved here. You have some money saved over there. You have an investment here. Uh, you've bought a piece of property there. I'm just here to tell you that the Holy Spirit, He will lead you into a place where you have everything that you need, and you're also in the overflow. He'll make you rich. I'm telling you, God will make you rich if you let him and if you follow that leading. Mm -mm. This is too good. We've got to keep talking about this some more uh, in the message today, supernatural guidance. But for now, let's take a break and receive the tithes and the offerings. Can I give you just a little example? I feel led of the Holy Spirit to share this. Praise God. You know, about a month ago, um, I felt led by the Holy Spirit as I just sat before the computer. I don't take a lot of time to do this because I don't have a lot of time for it. But, you know, I have, I have some, me and my wife, we have a savings and a stock account. But you know what? You can't just let the money sit there. You have to, you have to, you know, purchase some shares or some type of stock. So I just felt it was time to move them into something different. And so I just kind of prayed and looked at certain companies and, and prayed and just waited on the Lord. And I got a real peaceful, smooth feeling in my spirit about this company called Noble Energy. Well, yes, I knew that they were based out of Houston. And, you know, you have to do some, a little research. You know, you don't want to, you know, buy into a bogus company or company that's about to go, uh, you know, bankrupt because they're loaded with debt or something like that. So I looked at them, looked very healthy, looked like a good company. And they own the Leviathan gas field there off the Mediterranean coast there in Israel. The largest, one of the largest natural gas discoveries of all time. With enough, with enough natural gas to cover all of the energy needs concerning natural gas for Israel, for the nation of Israel, for the next 100 years. And on top of that, enough even left over, because it's, it's gigantic, to begin to export it. And that's up and running now. That's up and running. So I thought, that's a good company. They're doing a good thing. I'm going to put, I'm going to put all I've got on that company right there. And I did that. Checked on it a few weeks later and found out they got bought out by Chevron. And so the stock went up and I sold it, made a nice profit and praised the Lord for it. 
Well, now the, now the money's still sitting in the account. You just can't let it sit there because it's not going to make any money sitting there. And I thought, well, Lord, I need something else to just, to, you know, while I'm doing the ministry, just buy, buy a stock somewhere, and then I get back to what I need to do here, you know, getting, getting messages ready and so forth and stuff like that. So I said, Lord, what, what can I do? So I sat down in front of the computer and just prayed in the Spirit. And so, uh, I just kind of drifted over to this other company. And I thought, that's good. I've heard about them before. And uh, I've never felt led to invest any time before. But I think it's a good, uh, a good thing. So jumped onto this one company, put all, all the savings I had in that account into this one stock. And yesterday, just thought, you know, I'd better check and see how that's doing. And I checked and the stock doubled, doubled. And the only reason I ever even bought any was because I just felt such a smooth, happy, uh, velvety, smooth feeling in my spirit. And I, I just, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to buy that company. And when I saw what had happened, uh, actually, the stock almost tripled. But by the time I found out, it had drifted down a little bit, but it only doubled by then. But, I mean, it, it doubled. <laughs> it's not like it went up 5%. It doubled. Praise the Lord. Well, I sold them all. And then you can see all the money sitting there in the account. And I thought, Lord, that's like just too easy. That's almost like surreal. Like, is that, is that real? Did that actually happen? But, but there it is sitting there. And um, uh, a good company, that's uh, Zion Oil. J just in case you're wondering, Pastor Stephen, are you making up stories? Uh, no, you can go see. You go see the track record. Look what happened on Thursday and Friday. Amazing, you know, triggered like over 100 million shares uh, that were traded that day just on that stock alone. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to go buy some of those shares. No, don't do that. Don't do that. It's, it's too late now. It's like, uh, uh, see, you buy when it's low and <laughs> you sell when it's high. <laughs> and not only that, I'm not a stock advisor. Don't, don't take any of my, uh, uh, you know, advice. Pray, I, you know, that, that's not, I'm, I'm a preacher, praise the Lord. But I'm just giving some examples. Uh, these are things that you just, you just develop. You just develop an ability to pick up on that inner leading. See, I, I'm not a broker. I'm not an investor from the perspective of, you know, somebody that's advising people or anything like that. But I am a person that's got some common sense that I could just sit there and think, well, Lord, you know, what's good? Is the company healthy? Uh, let me check on it real quick. Oh, it looks good. Okay. And, uh, okay, Lord, what do you think? And, yeah, you, if you can pick up on that. Now, that's, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, the golden key in a sense, being able to pick up on that. But I'm, I'm just here to tell you that the Holy Spirit, if you'll let him, he'll lead you and lead you into a place where you're rich. Hallelujah. Don't ever think for a moment he'll lead you into poverty. He won't. He's leading you. Even if he's leading you to give an offering, he's, he's leading you to give that so that he can re return a blessing upon your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. My wife was standing in the super Walmart uh, just the other day, I think like three days ago. And she told me what happened when she came home. So she's standing there and she's talking to the cashier, having a really nice time. And uh, while she's uh, having all of her, uh, the groceries, you know, bagged and, uh, you know, scanned and then bagged and stuff like that. She starts up a conversation 
with an elderly man that's next in line. So she starts talking to him. And he's an elderly man, but a very nice man. So she starts talking to him, and she, she could see that he doesn't hardly have any money, but he's got his groceries there. So Kelly uh, kind of whispers low profile to the cashier, after you get done with me, uh, just start uh, bagging his stuff. And I'm gonna, she said, I'm going to get his too. So um, then Kelly, she's very smooth at this. So she picks right back up with the conversation with the gentleman. At the same time, all of her stuff is bagged, put in her cart, and she's talking to this guy, and he doesn't even really notice what's going on, because he's kind of like caught up in the conversation, because Kelly's talking about the Lord and stuff like that, and so the cashier, though, is bagging all of his stuff, and, uh, and then Kelly just hands the card, pays for ours, and pays for his, he doesn't even know it, he's you know, just talking, and uh, Kelly wraps up the conversation, and everybody's happy. So Kelly starts walking away with her cart, and uh, the man, he just, start, he just grabs his cart and starts walking away. He goes, wait a minute, I haven't even paid for this. <laughs> and the lady says, well, she's paid for it. And Kelly just turns around and, and waves and said, hey, I just wanted to be a blessing to you while she's walking away. And, you know, that's just being sweet. That's just following that, that leading, that smooth leading of the Holy Spirit, be a blessing to the poor. Be a blessing to the poor. I can't remember how much his groceries were. I think they're $78 or something like something right around that area. But would you believe later that day, later that day, hours later, unexpected, out of the blue, something happened to Kelly's elderly mother. And we needed God on the scene fast and quick. And God moved so quickly in that situation that it was nothing short of miraculous. And then later, Kelly caught a revelation by the Holy Spirit that because I sowed that seed of being a blessing to that elderly man, God turned right around and blessed me in the moment that I needed a miracle for my mother. Mm -mm. What's all that about? Pastor Stephen, I want my harvest. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it, but my friends, there are times when the harvest just comes in and you're and God just does his thing. There's other times where for that harvest to come in, in fullness, you're going to have to follow that leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when you develop that, you develop that. Let me tell you, you'll be in a miracle flow. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk some more about this. We're going to talk some more about this in a moment, this supernatural guidance of the Holy Spirit who's leading you on the inside. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Now, those of you that are honoring the Lord, you're bringing the tithes and offerings into the storehouse here, the storehouse of the Lord, and you want to mail them in, please send your tithes and offerings to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717. Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code is 28654. If you prefer to bring your tithes and offerings in online, please visit the ministry website. You can go there right now. And there on the homepage of stephenbrooks.org, there is a link that says tithes and offerings, and you can sow right there. You can give right there. Now, we also have a header 
that says projects. And if you click on that, you'll see the projects that we are focused on in this season. And we are also endeavoring to do some studio refreshing around here. Refresh the internet studios. We have the Sunday morning studio. We have the Wednesday morning studio. Let's spruce them up a little bit. And uh, do some new things that need to be done, done there. I would like to take the sound uh, from analog to digital. Uh, that, will, that will be better, a better end product for, for audio over the internet. And just some other things we want to do, freshen up the look. If you'd like to sew into that, that project is listed and mentioned under projects. That header, you'll see that there. Thank you for sewing into that. And I believe, I believe this walking in the spirit and this Keen perception is going to be something that you're going to be highly developed in. Heavenly Father, I pray you bless your people as they are honoring you with the holy tithe and the offerings. I thank you that you're going to bring so much joy into their life. They're going to experience and eat the good of the land, and they're going to have the abundance to be the blessing that they have always wanted to be. We thank you, Father God, you're blessing us to be a blessing on greater and greater levels, and we praise you for it. It's so much fun to give. It's so much joy to give, and we thank you, Father, this is our inheritance. We bless you. In the name of Jesus, we agree and say amen. And I call, I call you blessed today. I call you the head and not the tail. I say that you're above only and not beneath. You are blessed. Praise God. Now, this is what I'm getting by the Holy Spirit. There are some of you that think that you will have to be relegated to living the rest of your life in an apartment or some rental type situation. That's not really what you would prefer. But the Lord, if you would dare to believe him and use your faith and trust the Holy Spirit to guide you. If you, if you will take a hold of this, I'm here to tell you, as a, as a person who knows the power of this, the Holy Spirit can lead you into home ownership. Pastor Stephen, how can you say that when there's no way I can pull together a down payment of 10% or 20%, whatever it is the bank is wanting? I just can't, how, where am I going to get that kind of money from? I used to be a person that thought like that at one point. Then I began to realize, oh, wait a minute. I, I have a Jehovah Jireh in my life. I have a God that can open any door. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit knows how to get me there. And I have bought uh, quite a few properties through what I would call non-traditional institutional lending praise God I'm just here to tell you that the Holy Spirit can lead you into home ownership and so don't think that you can never own a home because you don't have the down payment I'm just here to say God's got different ways different things and if you'll let him lead you wouldn't surprise me one bit it wouldn't surprise me one bit that before six months pass you'll be in a place where you own a home now, you may need some down payment, but I'm not saying that you always need 20%. There are people that don't even know it. They qualify with, they qualify with zero down payment. They don't even know it. They, they already qualify. 
But you may have to do a little footwork, and the Holy Spirit will help you, and you may have to do a little research, but they, He will help you get into owning your own home. Mm -mm. And that is one of the great blessings of life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If that's you, I'm speaking to you. Now claim that and believe God for it, and trust the Holy Spirit to lead you into that. And then... And then you can really enjoy Psalm 112, particularly verse 3, where God says that He desires that you have wealth and riches in your house. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. That is God's revealed will to you. Pastor Stephen, how do we know that it's the will of God? Because it's what God said He wants for you, you to experience in His own word. Hallelujah. Wealth and riches in your house. Well, then you need to have your own house. Woo. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Woo. Pray into that. Pray into that. Pray into that. And watch what God will do. Praise the Lord. Now, let's continue on today. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, he bears witness. The bearing witness is an inner knowing. How do we know that it's inner? Because he's bearing witness not with your outer, your outer self, not with your hair, not with your toes. He's bearing witness with your spirit. Oh, your spirit is the real you on the inside. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so it's an inside witness or an inner witness. Yes, that is correct. Praise God. And this can be developed. Praise the Lord. Now, very important that you develop the witness of the Holy Spirit concerning your spiritual well-being. Pastor Stephen, talk some more about money. No, 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 no. I want to talk about your spiritual well-being because everything that God does, whether it's financial or relationship, or even your health, it flows out of having a strong walk with the Lord. If you tried to put anything else in front of that, you're in idolatry, and you need, you need to get that dealt with. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Now, let me see if I can say it like this. When you have your devotional time with the Lord, whether it's time in the Word or it's time when you pray, there is something about the Holy Spirit that He is able to let you know when you are full and when you absolutely, most certainly, are not. Pastor Stephen, I have been in the very presence of God for 10 minutes. My life has changed. That, that's nice. But get back on your knees because 10 minutes is wonderful, but you need a little more baking in the oven. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. See, it reminds me of some of these guys that I used to see at the gym when I was a young fellow. I'd go to the gym and I'd work out. Now, all the big guys you know that they've discovered the way to get the strong legs. It's over there in the squat rack, and they are there. It's to prove an effective method. Now, if you want to build a, a powerhouse physique, particularly with your legs, you're going to either have to get into the Olympic-type lifts, 
of the snatch or the clean and jerk, or you're going to have to get over there on the squat rack. But either way, you're going to have to load the heavy weights because that's what it, is, it takes to do that. But see, you see others that for some stubborn reason of wanting to refuse to learn the right way to do it, they're over there on the leg extension machine, and they're doing leg extensions back and forth like that, back and forth like that. They're going to build their legs up. No, you're not. You're wasting your time. You need to go over here and do what's proven and effective. Now, if you want to do some of that leg extension stuff as a little, you know, finish off after you've kind of done the main thing, that's okay. But you're not going to get core strength doing leg extensions. It's not possible. Praise the Lord. You have to do the heavy weights. You, you have to stay on your knees until you have been in a place with God where you have prayed you have been refreshed. You have been strengthened. You have poured your heart out to the Lord. You have no anxiety. You have no worry. You know, have no fear about anything. And then after having accomplished that, then you are allowed to exit the squat rack. After having accomplished that, then you can get up off your knees because now you're full. Mm -mm. And when you're not full, you know in here that you're not full. But yet, oh, the demands of life, the urges of life, the, 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 the busyness of life says, well, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. And for those of you that are new in the faith, one of the most difficult things to do in prayer is to stay on your knees and not get up and say, well, I, I really need to go get a coffee. Well, I, I really do need to return that phone call. I, I really do need to check my emails. Now, hold on a minute. You just checked those 10 minutes ago. Uh, look, my friends, have a designated time blocked off where you can spend time with the Lord, preferably an hour, okay, where it's just you and the Lord. And if you have to do it in the middle of the night so you can have a time of uninterruption, then lock that time in. Or if it's early in the morning or whenever it is. But my friends, you've, you've, you're going to have to be consistent in that. And it is the Holy Spirit who lets you know in here, not up here, lets you know in here, you're ready. Your armor's on. Exit the secret place. Exit the prayer chamber and go forth now. And do all that God would have you to do. But if you come out of that prayer chamber and you, you really cheated your spirit, you didn't finish the meal. You didn't stay on your knees. You got up because, you, you know, your brain talked you out of it. You got to have a hustle in life, your brain says. We got to get things done. Mm -mm. We're burning daylight. The sun's burning. We can't waste time doing this. We're too strong. We're too energetic for this. Then you'll run into things that are bigger than you that you don't know how to solve and that you don't know how to deal with. And you will have things begin to weigh you down. Mm -mm. And that guidance, that guidance, even if you know the scriptures, that guidance won't work. It, it, you cannot pick it up. You cannot pick it up if you're not a spiritual person. Mm, 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 mm. Woo! So it demands. It demands true, authentic spirituality. 
Mm -mm. And that's something that you have to pay the price for. And the way that you pay it is you stay on your knees and you keep praying and you keep praying and you keep praying until your brain leaves you alone. You keep praying until you keep praying until your, your body calms down. You keep praying until you keep praying and then you get into the presence. And when it happens, I don't know uh, when that actually happens. Maybe you're there in 10 minutes. Maybe you're there in 20 minutes. Maybe it took an hour literally just to, just to you know, fight and claw your way into the presence of the Lord. But nevertheless, you're there and you stay there and you enjoy the Lord's presence and conversation and fellowship with the eternal God. And when you have drunk and you are full, then, my friends, is when you go forth. And that is the walk that allows you to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit on the inside. Mm -mm. We see a beautiful example in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2. Please take a look at verse 13 with me. Verse 13. For my people have committed two evils. Number one, it says, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. They forsook the Lord. Now, he is the fountain of living waters. And you can drink from him while you're on your knees while you're in your prayer time, while you're having a just, I mean, you have those moments, the word is just alive. It, it doesn't matter what page you turn to. It's just living. It's like, it's just like, I mean, it's like food and your spirit is just consuming it. But, but if you walk away while you're still hungry, you, you are robbing yourself of higher development in the Lord. Mm -mm. Don't, don't do that to your spirit. Drink and eat until your spirit is full. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And here's the second thing. And hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. <laughs> oh, it's sad. These other things that can't satisfy you, you just pour it in. It can be your favorite thing. You pour it in, you pour it in, you consume it, you binge on it. And you're like, well, it was fun at the beginning, but it's starting to wear off. How come it's not feeding me anymore? Because it can't. It's not God. It's not meant to. It can't. Mm -mm. These are broken cisterns. And you're, you're trying to feed uh, the flesh. You're trying to feed the intellect. More learning. More learning. More knowledge. It's all good, but that, that's just endless. That's just endless. But when you pour into your spirit, when you pour into your spirit and God fills you, wow, mm, totally different, totally different way of living. So, my friends, watch out for these things that that's not living water. Uh, enjoy your life, but enjoy it filled up with the living water. Praise God. And when you're filled up, this is what happens. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. But if you're not filled up, nothing's flowing. Nothing's flowing. Then you have to fabricate it, make it up, and, and just wing it and hope, you, hope it goes okay. No, don't live like that. That's a horrible way to live. Stay on your knees if you're praying until you're filled, until you've drunk and you, you're just full. Lord, I'm so full. Hallelujah. I feel satisfied. My spirit finally had a good meal. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Or if you're in the word and you're just, it's just feeding you. Don't stop. Well, I've been doing this for 20 minutes, Pastor Steve. I mean, am I supposed to stay here all day? No, you're supposed to stay there till you're full. Till you're full. And, and you see, your spirit can develop a larger capacity. And you need to just, you know, get filled up. Now, on my, on my truck, it has the extended fuel tank. So I can drive, I can drive from here to Washington, D.C., and I, I could keep on going. <laughs> I think I could almost drive to New York, literally, because I have the extended tank, and I could just load that thing with so much fuel. But see, see it has a larger capacity. I, I, that was extra for that. But your spirit, your capacity can be increased and uh, it's not like the way you were when maybe you were just, you know, uh, you know, just beginning to learn the things and you, you know, you're read for 10 minutes and you're like, well, that's good. But, you know, after a while, you're just like, hey, you, you need more than that. And you need to be you need to be aware of that. Well, OK, so here's the question. Pastor Stephen, how do I know? How do I know when I'm full? The Holy Spirit bearing witness. And when you're full, that witness is super clear, super duper Clear. Praise God. Let's move on. Number two. The Holy Spirit can lead you inwardly through unusual forms of intense guidance. Whenever, listen to this, whenever you reach a major crossroads and you're about to blow it. Mm -mm. Let me say I know uh, some personal stuff on this one from my own shortcomings, <laughs> from my own, should I even say stupidity? Praise the Lord. From my own having not known the ways of God, and you're just trying to learn them as fast as you can, but, you know, what do you do if you don't grow up in Pentecost? What if you do if all of this is new to you, and uh, you're just you're trying to learn it? Well, if you really walk with the Lord, this, the learning curve is not very steep, but if you if you don't know how you're, you're, you're just trying to figure this stuff out sometimes almost like it's like you're in the dark. Whoo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. That's why it's so important for you to walk with the Lord and know the Lord so that you can guide and disciple those that are around you that don't know that just that, 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 that are clueless about the leading of God. It doesn't mean that they don't love God, but when it comes to leading uh, of the Holy Spirit, that's, that's a route that many, that many are not familiar with. But when you know that route, you can help a lot of people, and you can also help a lot of people avoid disaster. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4 Verse 30, let me read this verse to you before I share uh, a story. I want to be transparent with you uh, because I believe this is going to help somebody. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You belong to God. You have the initial down payment, the sealing of it. The deposit of it, which is the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, don't grieve him. The very fact that we are commanded not to grieve him implies that we can do just that very thing. And to grieve the Holy Spirit, that, that word in the Greek is very full. It means you could actually wound him. You could hurt him. 
And if you do that, he'll stop speaking to you. He'll stop trying to minister to you. He'll stop trying to guide you and lead you. And he'll let you go. He'll let you go your own way. Mm -mm. Woo, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Now, I had a situation when I was a young man where I was engaged. And I got engaged to this this woman, we're the same age, young, you know, we were young, we were in our, we were in our uh, early 20s, and we both liked each other a whole lot, but the relationship was really, it was just kind of like, you know, I like you because of the way, you know, you look or whatever, and you, she liked me because of, the, you know, my personality or stuff like that, and I'm not saying that. A physical attraction is wrong. That's that. That's totally normal. That's fine. But it was not built on the Lord. It did not have a center gravity of Christ. Although this person, she was saved, and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. But God was not in it one bit. But you know, we kept moving forward with it, and. Uh, you know, ended up getting engaged and were, you know, uh, heading towards the altar, so to speak, of marriage, and it was getting closer. Now, whenever you are in a situation like that, you know, you get to meet the family. She met my family. She met my parents. And, uh, you know, my parents were like, you know, uh, you know, it's good. That's, you know, it's fine. You know, it is what it is, you know, kind of like. And so, um I met her family. Uh, she had a very troubled family. Uh, the parents were still coming out of a very, very bitter divorce, uh, a divorce that was very extremely volatile. Um, it, it wasn't a good situation. So that alone, with timing involving things like that, should have been a big, a big red flag. But there were a lot of other issues that I was overriding. There was a lot of other red flags that I was overriding. One was all of the control that was in the family that if you, you know, are married into this family or have relation, you know, of course, the wife's married into the uh, into the husband's family. In a sense, she's going to take his last name. But just being around the family, they would expect you to, you know, be involved in uh, whatever it was they were involved in. And everybody seemed to be a puppet controlled through uh, one person in the family who had a lot of money, and I mean a lot of money. Uh, this was uh, a person that was an oil tycoon and uh, had oil wells all over his property and, you know, uh, uh, literally one of these ranches that's thousands of acres with uh, own private uh, runway and own private plane. And, and, then, and then, you know, you got this long runway. So take the, uh, uh, excuse me, not Ferrari, take, take the Lamborghini, had a Lamborghini and running up and down the runway as fast as you can. And just, just money uh, that was in the stratosphere type levels. And so they liked me. They liked me. And they, they were all happy about, you know, where me and her were heading towards getting married and stuff like that. But I, you know, I was concerned about this because they were all under the control of this person's money, including uh, the person that I was going to marry. And the bottom line was this. 
she had no heart to serve the Lord. Not that she didn't have a heart for the Lord in the sense that she was, wasn't saved because she was saved and she loved the Lord, but she didn't have any heart to follow the Lord or do ministry or anything like that. But in my foolishness, I kept moving forward in this relationship, getting closer to where, you know, we're getting close to the marriage date and stuff like that. And I was, I was like, I was knocking over uh, roadblocks in a sense of things, you know, the, all these red flags. And then one day, while I was with her and her family, <laughs> and even the, the, the uh, super rich dude, <laughs> I won't say who he was, but um, while we were all together, the Spirit of God began to move in me on that day because I was at a crossroads. And if I went one day further in that relationship with all of the things that the Holy Spirit was trying to do to get me to call off this, this uh, potential disaster, and me overriding it and moving forward with it, he gave me one more opportunity. The entire day that I was with her and the family, I could not stop weeping. The, the most uncontrollable weeping to the point they said, is something wrong? What's wrong? Why, why are you crying? I, I said, I can't stop. I, I don't know why. I know it's a God thing. Um, but the Holy Spirit was weeping through me for eight hours. Eight hours. Now, you would think, how can you cry that long? <laughs> I, was, I cried and wept for eight hours. And eventually just said, I, I need to go sit down somewhere and just get alone somewhere. And I'd go cry for an hour and try to come back and start out, get, get him stronger, then go away. But I'm still crying. And wow, this is a very, very, uh, I couldn't explain it. But I knew it was the Holy Spirit telling me, not in a voice, but through a phenomenal witness on the inside. If you go one day further in this relationship, I will leave you alone. And the plan, the plan that God would have for you, that the Father has for you, you'll never know it. You'll never know it. And I, I could sense that God had some things for me for ministry. Let me tell you with 100% certainty that would I have married that person I would not be standing here today ministering the gospel. I don't know what I would be doing. I believe I probably still would have been a Christian, but I do know this. The ministry that God had for me, I never, ever would have made it into it. Mm -mm. So I was at a crossroads. I was at a crossroads, and God loves all of us so much that if you ever have a moment that's a destiny moment, and you're about to blow it, trust me, there's going to be some fireworks. <laughs> Maybe not the kind you want. <laughs> There's going to be something where God's so good, He's going to make something extremely unusual happen, and you're going to finally, you're going to finally see through the fog. Well, after that, I just began to pull, I began to pull back, and the whole thing began to unravel because really, I, I actually wanted it to, and it it unraveled, and I was so relieved, and um, 
you know, I don't know whatever happened to that person. I, I'm not the person who searches people on Facebook. I, I don't even, we, we have a ministry Facebook account for the ministry, but I have no personal Facebook page. And even the things that are put on the, the ministry Facebook page, I don't do that. Uh, either my wife does it or, or somebody within our administrative team. So I just live my life serving the Lord and going on with the Lord. But you know, it was sometime after that. It was about two years after that, I met the person that God had for me, Kelly. And we instantly fell in love, and the whole thing was centered around Christ. Her whole life was already laid down to do anything to please the Lord. She was willing to go anywhere and do anything to serve the Lord. And with Christ as the center, our marriage has been beautiful and our ministry is effective but my friends do not grieve the holy spirit of god see at that time you know you take me back about 30 years ago i didn't know anything about the leading of the holy spirit i mean i was new in to what we would call the pentecostal charismatic experience i'd been filled with the holy spirit but inner guidance by the holy spirit romans chapter 8 Verse 16, what is that? I had no clue of any of that. And so I'm just trying to figure this out with my feelings, with my head, and that's not a good way to be led. You want to be led by the Word and by the Spirit, and the Spirit leads you in your inner man. Mm -mm. If you're a woman, He leads you in your inner woman, praise God. You're who, that's who you are on the inside, your spirit, praise God. But I didn't know anything about that. But the Holy Spirit is so kind. He can make that witness so powerful that to override something like that, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, you, you've made your own choice. Now, this is what I'm getting. Some of you, you have children. They, they knew the Lord, but they're not serving the Lord at this moment. The Holy Spirit loves them so much he's going to be he's going to be able to release excuse me he's going to be able to go to them and minister to them with a crossroads type anointing a crossroads type that type of anointing that type of a manifestation is extremely strong and it's going to be a come to Jesus moment Mm -mm. Now, and that, that happens with some of these young people sometimes where they, they're just doing something and uh, suddenly the spirit realm opens up and they see their sin for what it is. They see the bondage they're in for what it is, not as something fun and wild and free, something that's a chain, something that is satanic, something that leads to hell. And I really believe that we are in a season where there is going to be a come to Jesus moment for your son, your daughter, that is not serving the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is going to get a hold of them and shake them from the inside and, and turn them into uh, just a wrung out rag. Hallelujah. Like the Holy Spirit did for me. Trust me, crying. For eight hours, after eight hours, I was just totally wrung out. I was undone. I was just like, God, whatever you want, I'll serve you. I, I can't live like this. Praise God. Mm -hmm.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. It's coming. If you have a child that's in a situation like that, take this word and, and pray over it and believe that God is going to touch your child through a supernatural encounter. Praise God. An overwhelming experience with the Spirit of God. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Woo! He's a person. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons, yet one God. I don't understand that, Pastor Stephen. You said they're, 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 they're one, but you just said they're three. It's called the... The mystery of the Trinity. Praise God. Different subject, different time of jumping into that. But that witness of the Holy Spirit. Woo, after that day, after eight hours of bawling my eyes out, knowing that I'd grieved the Holy Spirit with that, with that relationship that was not God's will for my life. Mm, mm, mm. Though I tell you, I knew on the inside, this cannot be. This cannot be. Praise the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you, you're in some things you're not supposed to be in, but you're thinking, God, how do I get out? Just give your heart to the Lord in that area. Cast that thing on the Lord. Say, Lord, uh, this is not where I'm supposed to be, and He will help unravel it. He'll help unravel it. I had a situation uh, uh, years back when the Lord told me, He said, get ready to travel. I said, well, Lord, how can I travel? <laughs> I'm so tied down with all of this stuff. The Lord said, you will see it will all unravel. In this year, you will travel. And it happened. I, I, I thought, well, how's that ever going to happen? And the Lord said, you just watch. It's he said, if you're willing to commit to it, uh, it will happen. And it all unraveled. <laughs> and I didn't think it could, but it did. And the next thing I knew, I was off traveling. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. God is true. God is faithful and God is good. Now, next, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit will lead you to do what you're supposed to do and not be a copycat and do what others are doing just because that's what they're doing. Mm -mm. So many copycats in the body of Christ. <laughs> And now Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's the, that's the example of living by principle, living by character, uh, you know, walking in the, 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 the principles of God's word. But this thing of the path, the unique destiny that God has for you, you're going to have to walk that out one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. Praise God. So it's very important that you can pick up on that guidance of the Holy Spirit and know when there's a piece that says, this is good, this is good. And know when something's not right. Uh, that doesn't seem right. I can't explain it. Can't put my finger on it. Something's not right. And so to know when the pause, wait, or whatever the situation might be. This is vital Christian living. Now, let's go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 15. And let's go to verse 30. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you a very special verse that's going to cause certain ones of you to receive an extraordinary promotion. Woo! Get ready. 
We're in verse 30. So when they were sent off, they came to Antioch. I really like the church at Antioch. It had all fivefold ministry gifts there. It was a powerful church, a powerful hub. They came to Antioch. And when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. When they had read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement. Now Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets, also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they had stayed there for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. It's time for them to go back. Brethren, we're glad you're here. Goodbye. Thank you for your wonderful time in Antioch. As you go back to Jerusalem, may you be blessed. Thank you for delivering that wonderful letter with guidelines for the church. What we should follow, what we should do. Praise God. It was good. Goodbye. Thank you for coming. Okay. Verse 34. Watch this verse very carefully. However, that may be the situation for some of you. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. Well, Pastor Stephen, what do you mean it, it, it seemed good to Silas? Did it seem good in his elbow? No, no, no. This is not an outward witness. Did it seem good in his brilliant intellect? No, not, this is not about a brain thing. Where did it seem good at? In his spirit. It just seemed good on the inside. You know what? I, I know the guys are leaving to go back, and um, I, I was actually scheduled to go back to Jerusalem, but uh, something just seemed so good about hang out here a little while longer. Why? We need, it. we need reasons. We need logic. No, you need to be able to discern the leading of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you through the inner witness. Mm -mm. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. Now, a little bit of verbal judo going on here between these two great men. What is taking place is really the ministry of Paul is rising to the forefront, not just amongst those two. Because remember, every time up before this, when you see the traveling companions, Barnabas and Paul, all oh, the, the men of God are here. Let's welcome Barnabas and Paul. That's about to have a major shift because God has a destiny. God has a plan for Paul that does not come behind Barnabas. God has promotion for Paul. God has things for Paul to do that while Barnabas is a wonderful man of God, he does not have placed into him 
this grace that God has put into this man named Paul. And the things that Paul is going to go through, it's not in the spiritual DNA of Barnabas. So Paul, by the will of God, is going to move towards the front. And Barnabas, while a great man of God and a good man of God, he is going to have a different type of ministry that will not reach the same levels of anointing or impact or, I mean, what can we say about Paul? He wrote 13 books of the New Testament. So that's where he was going. Wow. So there was this a distinction being made. So Barnabas, he leaves and takes Mark. He sails off to Cyprus. But Paul! chose Silas what what if what if Silas would have left and gone back to Jerusalem he'd have missed being assigned to stand with the greatest apostle that was functioning at that time mm -mm. wow absolutely incredible the the timing of the Lord is so important and timing is something that 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 spiritual timing is something you can only pick up in your spirit on the inside when you know either now's the time or you know be patient and wait and with Silas he nailed it he got it just right and now he's thrust watch this not just into prophetic type ministry he's now moving into apostolic and he's moving into apostolic with Paul, <laughs> Woo, the preeminent apostle. Wow, to the Gentiles. And Silas just lands that incredible open door. Why? He's there. Why is he there? He was sensitive to the Holy Spirit, bearing witness. Don't go back. Stay here. Stay here. There's something for you. Pick it up. A promotion beyond anything that you thought possible. Hallelujah. I believe a door is going to open for many of you. You're going to go through it, and the timing is right. And, that, and you'll know it. You'll know it in here. It's time. It's time. See, I, I started television ministry. In some ways, you could say back in 19, when was it, 1998, I was interviewed by Richard Shakarian the Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship International that was put on TBN. That interview went all over the world from, you know, the platform of TBN. And that opened up for me because somebody saw me on that, on that show on TBN. That opened up an invitation for me to go to Uganda. That was our first international trip, praise God, that me and Kelly took. And that just started things going, started things going. And then later, we did more television uh, out in uh, uh, one particular state out, out west. And then later, it opened up. Uh, uh, other doors began to open up for other television. But see, all of these times when I was doing these television programs, it was usually at somebody else's studio or somebody else's set. And even if, if a nice set was made for me, even if it was a virtual set, it was something they designed and made for me. And it was all good. So all of that was practice. And see, I knew the whole time, even back then, 20 years ago, that God had television for me. Well, Pastor Stephen, you just go out there and do it then. When you find out what God's word is and that what the plan is, you just go do it. Uh, that's where some people make a mistake. 
because there's timing involved and you may have caught the revelation of what your destiny is. You may have had glimpses into the future, but that doesn't mean that you're able to go out and do it right now. So you just take it one step at a time. It's crawl, walk, run. That's the way it works. Praise the Lord. So, you know, as, as the years went by, literally as a couple of decades went by, I had stacked up several hundred television recordings. And I always had wanted to have my own show, though, mm, that I produce with me and my wife that we produce with a set that we've designed. And you know what? When it came time for that, we knew it was ripe in our spirit. And we shared that opportunity with many of you, and you responded somehow, you sensed by the same Holy Spirit that God was in it, and the provision came in, and we made the recordings. And then we made the season two recordings. And then the doors for television, see, those initial, uh, initial TV programs, we put them on what you could call uh, internet networks, which was good. But we made those for television. They were done for uh, broadcast quality TV. And so we waited for the fullness of that time. And the time came. And we knew in our spirit, we go and we go now. And we knew, see here, when you go in God's timing, God's with you. And so we shared the opportunity. And so now, because we are in God's timing, each week, we are speaking to a potential viewing audience of over 1.1 billion people. Praise God. And that's still just the beginning. Praise God. Because it's building. It's building. It's building. But it's all about timing and being like Silas, who could have gone back. The others, got. they were going back. Silas, aren't you coming? What are you doing? Uh, guys, I, I just think I'm supposed to stay. Well, why? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I just think I, God wants me to stay around a little bit longer. Okay, uh, uh, enjoy yourself. And the next thing you know, he's a history maker. Mm -mm. He's traveling with Paul. Signs, wonders, miracles. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Incredible experiences. <laughs> well, you'll get it right. See, when it's right, and you know in here that it's time, it happens, and it happens smooth, smooth, no straining, no trying to drive a square peg through a round hole, none of that goofy stuff. It works, and it's smooth. Why? Fullness of time, mm -mm. and the ability to be able to pick up that on the inside. Praise God. Now, I call this, this is my own personal way of looking at this. I call this replacement theology. Oh, no, not, not replacing Israel with the church. Not replace. you know, uh, Israel is eternal. God's covenant with the Jewish people is eternal. I'm not talking about replacing that. I'm saying replacement theology from the sense that something is going to be vacated and somebody is going to be needed to fill the spot. Hey, Paul needs a traveling companion. The Lord Jesus sent them out two by two. Praise the Lord. And Barnabas has left with Mark. Ah, what, what is that? 
golden opportunity. There's a vacant seat. It's an apostolic seat. And Paul is looking for somebody to fill it. Paul is looking, searching with the guidance of the Holy Spirit to extend an invitation for somebody to come along with him. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. So that's what I mean by replacement theology. Somebody has moved on. Maybe they got promoted. Praise the Lord. Or maybe they passed away and the mantle is available. So the, the door is open. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. And it's, it's advancement time. It's opportunity time. It's promotion time. Praise the Lord. Glory. 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 We, um, we got on one particular network, and there was a, a certain time slot that was really good. And we said, yes, we would like that slot. And the person at the network said, that is a very good slot. And the person who just had that slot is moving from that slot. Oh, well, then we would like it. And by the way, why are they moving? Oh, they're moving because of this reason. And the reason was really good. It wasn't like it was a bad time. Good. We want that. He said, well, that's, that's one of the best times you could possibly be on. That's, that's the top, you know, top percent. That's the best slot. Okay, we'll take it. Praise God. It was vacated. It was available. It was open. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is going to open a door for you, and it will be big, and you will get the witness of the Holy Spirit. That's the door. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me say this. When you are full of the Lord and you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you can pick up on that leading of the Holy Spirit through the inward witness, the counterfeits, the counterfeits of the enemy are unmasked for being fully what they are. Fakes, frauds, not the real thing. That's not the door. That's not the thing. That's not it. That's not it. And you, you just can catch it so clearly. Mm -mm. Praise God. How? Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And the witness is so strong. The witness is so strong. You'll notice, just like I have, that if you look back over your life and you see areas that were mistakes, it's areas that we overrode the Holy Spirit who was trying to help us not to do that. Mm -mm. But now that we are yielded to the word and to the leading of the spirit and, and you're filled up with the Lord, filled up with the spirit, then when you see the enemy's false options, you're just like, oh, no, 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 no. That maybe would have gotten me 20 years ago. No, no, no. That's not happening anymore. That's not going to get me anymore. And it's quite blatant uh, for what it really is. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is why being filled with the Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you is so very, very vital and important. Now, the inner witness is the primary way, but it's not the only way, but it is the primary way. And the other ways will, it'll harmonize with the inner witness. Other ways would be 
for example, you have the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, but you also have the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I've had the, I've had the Holy Spirit say some things to me before that I thought were audible. I realized they weren't because others around me didn't hear it. I was the only one that heard it, but to me it sounded audible. Well, when it's real strong like that, or I would say authoritative like that, that's the Holy Spirit speaking. And I've had other times when my personal angel would say things to me, and I would hear that, but it's, it's, uh, it's different. The, the angelic voice is different from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, uh, He speaks from within, but it reverberates, and it's kind of like a, like a wave that kind of like, it's like you have a built-in loudspeaker, and it kind of like goes out, and you, you, you hear it. Sounds like it's all around you, but it's, it, it, in a sense, it's in you just coming out. That's the Holy Spirit when He speaks authoritatively. The, the voice of the angel can either sometimes come from like over my, my right shoulder. Sometimes it's come from over the left shoulder. But it's a different type of voice. Praise God. Hallelujah. And there is also what we would call spectacular guidance. Spectacular guidance in the, in, in the sense like maybe Jesus comes to you in a vision and he appears to you and he shares something with you. I've had that happen too. And trust me, that's, that's about as spectacular as things can get when the Lord comes and talks to you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Other types of visions. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Mm-mm. But let's come back to our subject today. And this is also what Prophet Kenneth Hagin said Jesus told him. He said, many of my people are missing. Well, let me say it like this. Many of my people are looking for the spectacular, but they're missing the supernatural. See, people in the church think that the inner witness, that inner guidance, oh, that's not important. I want an angel with pink wings and uh, a blue harp. And, uh, you know, silver sandals to appear to me and to tell me what I'm supposed to do. Well, that would be some uh, uh, spectacular type stuff. No question about it. But oftentimes people that think like that, they think that the, the everyday normal inner guidance of the Holy Spirit, that's not important. But it's supernatural. It's still supernatural. That's what they're missing. It's still supernatural. It may not be spectacular, but it's still supernatural. And you can trust it as a born-again believer, as a child of God. You can trust it 100%, and it will always be in agreement with the Word of God. And sometimes it can be quite fascinating. Woo! Praise the Lord. The way that the Holy Spirit goes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He, he's, he's amazing. And He can be grieved you can do things that will make him back off. If that ever happens, just, just say, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Repent. And the, the presence can be restored, and the Spirit will continue to help you. Praise God. Other things that maybe are beyond our control sometimes can cause him to pull back. The classic moment in my life that was so evident of that was when I had preached a sermon in Central California I finished the sermon, and the anointing for healing 
came all over me. And I was getting ready to minister healing anointing. So I thought, let's sing one song that will increase the anointing. It will get the people's hearts ready. And after that song, I'm going to start praying for the people in the anointing. But while we were singing that one song, because we were in a rental area, there was another uh, meeting going on next to us. They were just starting. And it was one of these... Um, Maharishi Maharachi bands whatever they call that and they started up and the moment they started up you know with that secular type music I could sense the Holy Spirit was wanting to pull back and I thought I've got to hold the Holy Spirit I've got to keep that anointing because I can always pray for people in the prayer of faith but when that anointing's here that's a totally different level of ministering so I'm trying to hold that anointing but next to us in that other arena when that bass player their bass player clicked in with the bass like you know and then the drums and all that the Holy Spirit lifted up off of me and he left the service it seemed like a dove lift like flew off of me it seemed like a bird literally now I know he's not a bird but that was the sensation of a large bird flying away and and leaving me now it didn't mean that God left me it meant that the anointing of the spirit had just left me and so when we finished that worship song um, I knew that I did not have that anointing but all good ministers are prepared to minister even if that uh, grace gift is not there the healing gifts in other words and so I wanted to write ahead and prayed for people in faith and uh, we did well and had uh, a, a good service there too we always have good meetings out in that area praise God so really be sensitive to the Holy Spirit praise the Lord hallelujah pastor Stephen can I talk to the Holy Spirit well of course you can Sure you can just say hello Holy Spirit you know how are you doing yes I mean Paul talked about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit praise God praise the Lord thank you Jesus all right so a new intentional awareness of what's going on in here you're having a conversation the conversation starts going in a bad direction what's the Holy Spirit leading you to do in here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We always want to try to be peacemakers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching today that they come into a new awareness of the Holy Spirit leading them on the inside through the inner witness. We thank you, Father God, that this witness will be accurate and strong and clear and that your people will drink from the fountain of living waters and be full of you and will be so fluent in this leading of the Holy Spirit that they follow with keen precision. Father, I thank you for your anointing on your people in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Woo, praise the Lord. There's a, there's a glory that's here today. There's an anointing. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're watching today's program and you don't know the Lord is your Savior, you don't know, you don't know God, but you want to get your life right with God, let's, let's get that secured right now. If you want to give your life to Jesus, pray out loud this prayer after me. Just repeat this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner, but Jesus, I want you in my life. Jesus, 
come into my heart, forgive me of all of my sins, and wash them away. Jesus, I give my life to you completely and fully. Jesus, save me now. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I belong to you now. Amen. And amen. Praise God. And my friend, you do belong to the Lord. It's gone. The sin's gone. It's gone. Praise God. Jesus has saved your soul. Praise God. Now live for him. Let me speak just, to a mo- uh, just for a moment to any backslidden Christians that might be out there. You're miserable. Oh, you, you know you think you're having fun. But your conscience, which is the voice of your spirit, your conscience won't give you any peace. Because your life is not right with God. And should tragedy befall you, you would go to a place of untold terror and hell. You don't want to die practicing sin. You don't want to die having walked away from God, living in rebellion, drinking out of broken cisterns. Hallelujah. Now, right now, the Holy Spirit wakes you up and allows you to come to your senses to see the pig pen that you're living in. Now, walk away from it and come back to the Lord right now. Pray this out loud. Say, Jesus. Thank you for coming after me. Jesus, I'm dirty and I'm covered with sin. Wash me in your blood. I give my life to you. I come back to you. Jesus, restore me now unto you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. (laughs) Woo! And grace. Amen. Hallelujah. And your sins are forgiven and forgotten. Praise God. Now, if you're in an entanglement of a mess, watch how the Holy Spirit will guide you out of that, and He will dissolve the whole thing, help you get out of it. Praise the Lord. Don't worry about it. He can untangle anything. (laughs) And some of you are in some situations. He's going to untangle it. It's going to be okay. Watch Him do what only God can do. Praise the Lord. All right, let's take Holy Communion. Grab some unleavened bread Grab some grape juice and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it now. We set it apart as holy through this prayer. Thank you, Father. This is now the body, the flesh, and the blood of Jesus. Father, we look at it. We still see bread and juice. But we thank you. It's bread that is actually the body of Christ being hidden and concealed through the form of what would appear to be a wafer. And this is the blood of Christ in the appearance of what would appear to be grape juice. But we know it's the body and the blood of our Savior. Father, as we receive the flesh of Christ, we thank you for his ultimate sacrifice for for us dying on Calvary. Mm -mm. Thank you, O God. Oh, and giving unto us his Holy Spirit. Thank you, O God. We are your sons. We are your people. We belong to you. Thank you, Father, for the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the body of Christ. Thank you, Father, for the precious blood of Jesus. 
shed for the remission, the taking away of our sins. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God, that there is no sin that this blood cannot wash away. We thank you, Father, for the blood cleansing power. Whoo! Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. We praise you that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ, and we are not condemned. We are blessed. We are justified through Christ's atoning act at Calvary. Let us now receive the blood of Christ with great rejoicing. Let's drink. Woo! Hallelujah. This is one of many incredible, mind-boggling reasons why the New Covenant is superior to the Old Covenant. Because in the Old Covenant, they only, only certain prophets got a glimpse of this wild thing that they just couldn't hardly even, they couldn't even wrap their minds around it. God living on the inside of one of his own people. A few of the prophets, they could foresee it a little bit, and it perplexed them. Mm-mm. But is Christ in you the hope of glory? And we have it. We have it. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, leading you and guiding you, bearing witness with your spirit that you are a son of God. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit will be leading you and guiding you today and all this week. Enjoy His presence. Enjoy His fellowship. And follow after the Lord with all of your heart. And all will be well with you. God bless you. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.